Hey guys, very quick episode today, a rare Wednesday episode. I'm going to talk today about the idea of asymmetrical warfare and whether the left and the right play by the same rules. I think it's an interesting topic. Hello all and welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. Third day in a row with a podcast. Am I spoiling my listeners? <coughs> still sick, still powering through it. Thank you all for the emails. Um, okay, so yesterday I walked you through how I read the news, and I forgot to mention something, that sometimes I read something in the news and I get this rush of ambivalence, right? Um, angry that this exists and then happy because I can unload on a podcast. <laughs> so here's an innate headline, right? <coughs> like you wouldn't, you'd read this and you probably wouldn't even open the article. Quote, this is from the AP News. Quote, Democrats see consequences from redistricting reform push. Uh, snooze fest if you're not plugged into voting rights, right? And frankly, who is? We got busy lives, right? So this whole article is about, let me give you, I'm going to spoil the article for you and then I'm going to read parts of it and explain what upsets me. The, the main, the main thesis of this article is that Democrats get power in blue states and they pass laws where Every 10 years, when they have to rewrite congressional districts, when they have to rewrite statewide districts, instead of drawing these very blue maps that favor Democrats, they instead give the power over to a bipartisan commission or the courts. Uh, Republicans do not do this. <coughs> that is the thesis of this article. And there are a lot of very unfortunate examples, right? So there are 20 states that are completely red run, Florida, Texas, North Carolina. These are states where they control the governor and then the assembly or the state senate, the state house, what, you know, it's mostly bicameral, these places. Um, and, it, you know, the upper and the lower chamber go by different names depending on the state. But this is where 20 states where the red team has everything, right? How many of those 20 states where Republicans are in full control have given up the power of redistricting to a bipartisan commission or to a court? If you guess zero, you are correct. Democrats are dumb uh, and they frequently give up this power to Republicans, right? This year, this is a quote from the article, Commissions, these are the bipartisan committees or court-appointed uh, map drawers, will draw 95 congressional seats that would have been drawn by Democrats, and they will only draw 13 that would have been drawn by Republicans. Now you're thinking, oh, where did that 13 number come from? There are a few states where ballot initiatives, actually, uh, people <laughs> getting fair voting districts on the ballot passed through a voting Memorandum because drawing fair districts is even popular for Republicans. 
right? Republicans don't want Democrats drawing unfair districts. It's really an, an apolitical issue. So there are a few red states where the voters were like, okay, let's get a bipartisan commission to draw like, you know, square districts that are, don't look like weird things that jam like all the Democrats into one district. Um, this is probably the most stark example in the article to talk about Colorado. Colorado is a blue state, by the way. Uh, very blue. It went to Biden by 13 points. Okay, that's I. I'm if if a state goes one way, 13 points. I'm comfortable enough to call that a blue state. And Democrats have control of of every lever of power in Colorado. There is a nonpartisan commission that released a preliminary map for Colorado on Friday, which could lead two parties to evenly split. The state's eight congressional seats. The state has eight seats in Congress, federal Congress. And this bipartisan commission said, we're going to draw the map so it's four Democrats and four Republicans. Even though, even though Democrats drew a map that could have split Colorado six and two. Six and two. Now you're thinking, oh, that's only a four point difference. Do you know what the Democrat majority right now in the House of Representatives is? It's eight seats. That's Colorado doing this dumb law is half of our current majority in Congress. I don't know why a, a court or a commission is going to draw eight congressional seats for four and four when the state is clearly blue. Biden won the state by 13 points. And some, and because Democrats wanted to be fair and be nice, now they're going to draw maps where Republicans have equal amounts of power in in D.C. And in Oregon, a solidly blue state, very blue state, Oregon's actually gaining a congressional seat with the census. Good job on Oregon. Oregon has like the highest state income tax. Um, <coughs> Portland gets ripped like 24-7 on Fox News. Oh, what do you know? It's economically prosperous, thriving, and growing in population. Um, Oregon, a solidly blue state, is gaining a congressional seat, like I just said. The Democrats, who control not just a majority, but a supermajority in the state legislature, agreed to evenly divide the redistricting committee between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats are consistently voluntarily giving up power to Republicans to draw maps that then produce more Republicans federally. My message to Democrats is have a federal law where nonpartisan maps are drawn everywhere, right? Or don't do this. Republicans have such a built-in advantage with the Electoral College that... They don't need more help with nice Democrats who are voluntarily giving them power with redistricting, okay? That's not needed. That's not needed, and it's really asymmetrical warfare. That was the first thing I thought of when I read this article, that there just seems to be two sets of rules, how much Democrats are willing to fight, how much Republicans are willing to fight. And a lot of Republicans say, oh, Democrats um, gerrymander too. Completely correct. There are two—I did a lot of research— because I actually care about this podcast. There are really only two blue states where Democrats gerrymander the fuck out of districts. <laughs> like, we are going to maximally draw congressional districts to cut out um, Republican seats. Like, the, the sole goal is, is power. 
and that's Illinois and Maryland. Those are two blue states where they like literally try to draw out Republican districts. But that's two states. Republicans are 0 for 20 and giving up some power to re to redraw um, congressional districts, right? And there are really egregious factors here coming into play. I'm highlighting North Carolina and Ohio as two like outrageous examples where Republicans gerrymandered so much that even a right-wing Supreme Court's like, I don't know how I feel about this. So North Carolina has 13 districts, but 12 are contested, right? There was one district where um, a Republican ran unopposed, right? So let's get rid of that one district, right? Because if a Republican is not running against a Democrat, the Republican's going to win, whatever. It doesn't matter what the district is. So there's 12 in North Carolina, there's 12 districts, meaning, and they're all contested, meaning you can vote for a Democrat or Republican. Okay. In these 12 contested races, Democrats won the vote share, 51% to 47.7%. I'll round that up to 48, okay, because I'm in a good mood. Okay, so there's really 12 congressional seats in North Carolina. Democrat, if you combine everyone's vote in those 12 seats, Democrats won by 4.3% based on my back of the napkin uh, math right there. Okay. Of these 12 seats, Democrats won three. Republicans won nine. How is that possible? How is it possible that in 12 seats, a majority of people vote for Democrats, and Democrats win three of the 12 seats? They win a quarter of the seats despite 51% of the vote. And North Carolina is not some red-ass state, by the way, right? There's a Democratic governor. Uh, Obama won North Carolina once. And registered Democrats outnumber Republicans in 57 of the state's 100 counties. So that's the problem with Republicans, right? They're going to draw this. They're going to draw these maps where even though Democrats outnumber Republicans, they pack all the Democrats into one or two districts, and then they dilute every other Democrat into you know these R plus three, R plus four, R plus five districts. Where as long as they run an okay, uh, an okay uh, uh, politician, then they're fine. They're going to win, right? So, by the by, by the way, and this is all legal, which blows my mind. David Lewis, a Republican in North Carolina, a state representative, he's one of the people in the twelve. David Lewis. He said, quote, I propose that we draw the maps to give a partisan advantage to 10 Republicans and three Democrats because I do not believe it's possible to draw a map with 11 Republicans and two Democrats, end quote. That's the quote. It's about power. It's about power. Do, do North Carolina Republicans sound like they want to give power to a bipartisan committee, to a commission, to a court-appointed drawer of maps? Do they want nice, fair maps where Democrats have a fair shot of winning, even though Democrats are voting uh, in higher numbers than Republicans in the 12 contested seats? No. Doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. And Ohio, Ohio's, look, Ohio's the same thing, right? Um, you know, 
Ohio is getting a little red, but Obama won it twice. And historically, it's a swing state, right? Republicans, in the most recent election, I believe this is the 2018 election, the midterms. So not the most recent election, two elections ago. Two elections ago in Ohio, Democrats and Republicans were about even in total votes for the House of Representatives, right? So all the districts that make up Ohio, right? I think there's 60, yeah, there's 16. Just add together all the Democratic votes and all the Republican votes. It's about 50-50, right? Yet there are 16 congressional districts and guess how many Republicans won? Now, if you're thinking, hold on, let's do the math, right? 16 congressional districts. They're about even, right? 50-50 Democrats, Republicans. I'm assuming Republicans are going to win eight, right? Because eight's 50%. Wouldn't that be a perfect scenario? Democrats get half the vote, they get half the seats. Republicans get half the vote, they get half the seats. No, that's not how it worked out. Democrats got about half the vote and got four seats. Four of 16 seats because Ohio Republicans drew gerrymandered maps. That's the difference between the two parties. California very blue and by the way not just very blue like 54 seats in congress the biggest state by far in population are they are they drawing maps so kevin mccarthy doesn't have a job anymore so devin nunez doesn't have a job anymore no they're giving it over to a bipartisan commission this is what i mean by asymmetrical warfare democrats are trying to do the right thing be the nice guy oh look you know we'll appeal to college educated people no you'll appeal to no one because you're not going to win Okay, you're not going to win. This, can, can, listeners, can you tell this bothers me? <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm always like, why isn't that Democrats don't um, do better in Congress, right? Like, well, you know, I, I can, like, remember distinctly when, like, Pelosi was speaker in like the Bush years. They were out in 2010, out in 12, out in 14, got smoked in 14, out in 16, and then finally came back in 18. I'm thinking, you know, every time there's a presidential election, the the blue team usually gets more votes, right? And yeah, I understand that there are more Republican senators because like Nebraska has two senators. You know, there are North and South Dakota have the same amount of senators as California and New York, right? Like, okay, I get it. Like, the, the uh, Electoral College is dumb because I don't understand this whole push to, like, this idea that land votes and people don't. But whatever, that's a side rant. But I'm like, the House, but the House is, you know, you can have a blue district in a red state, right? Like, why, why, the Democrats just based on the fact that they have broader appeal than Republicans, continually beat Republicans in the popular vote, support policies that, you know, 55, 60% of people like. Why why isn't there like an ever-present Democratic control of the House, not the Senate, the House? And it's because of this shit. It's because of this shit. It's because in North Carolina, they get 51% of the vote and three of 12 seats. That's why. In Ohio, 50% of the vote, 25% of the seats. And when they do and they do finally get power in New York, in California, in Virginia, in Oregon, in Colorado, 
Um, it, it what what do they do? They give up power voluntarily. I do not think I cannot think of a single time when a Republican gave up power voluntarily ever under any circumstance. I remember following Wisconsin's election in 2018 when Tony Evers, the governor, won. And because Wisconsin also has gerrymandered maps by Republicans and a very conservative state Supreme Court that will always back them up, what did they do during Tony Evers, during uh, Scott Walker, the Republicans' lame duck period where he was voted out but was still in power for a few months? The House, the State House, and the State Assembly passed all these laws stripping power from the governor and giving it back to the State Houses because they knew a Democrat was about to enter and both Houses of Congress in the state were controlled by Republicans. That is the type of party the Republican Party is today. It is about power. It is about power. And for Democrats, it's about, like, some vague notion of fairness and justice and doing the right thing. You'll be doing the right thing as the minority party, okay? As the party not in charge. So good luck passing all these great things when you're not even in the majority. It's just... And then, you know, I know I'm getting a little bit, like, ranty right now, but I'm almost done. Um... January 6th, by the way, that would not have happened with Democrats. I'm very confident I can say that. Republicans and people, you know, I have discussions. I have discussions with friends I like who are Republicans. And they always say the same shit. Like, oh, it was first, to, you know, First Amendment. They're allowed to assemble. Look, assemble all you want. Assemble all you want. Get the, you know, get the uh, permit, whatever, and assemble all you want. But what happened on January 6th was people who think the election was stolen simply because they lost and are, and are sore losers had a mass gathering outside of the building where the counting of electors was happening at the same location at the same time where the where the transfer of power was occurring do we think that was on accident that they were holding this this violent gathering while the transfer of power was happening and then they breach they breach the building where the transfer of powering is happening, the counting of electors is happening, assault police officers, set fire to the building, break in to the literal room where the voting is happening. And then like nobody, no, it was like a big thing like for a day. And now like nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. Asymmetry in warfare. This is asymmetrical warfare. Democrats wouldn't do that. Okay, Democrats wouldn't do that. 
Democrats won the election in 2016. Hillary Clinton got 3 million more votes than Donald Trump. And what did Democrats do? They just gave up the power. Now, I'm not saying they should have done something different. That was the right move, given, you know, I would say, you know, my, my radical theory is, like, when you have an election and there's two people on the ticket, like, you know, democracies, you know, who, who gets more votes, like, that's my radical, like, I just think it's weird to give uh, the winner of an election to the to person who got fewer votes, like, that's my very, very controversial opinion with voting, Um you know, let's just treat the presidential election like every other election where whoever gets more votes wins. Um, so it's it's there's so much asymmetry right now between what Democrats are willing to do and what Republicans are willing to do. And, and as a Democrat, I am upset. I am upset by that because I see what happened on January 6th, I see these gerrymandering stories. I saw Mitch McConnell deny President Obama the constitutional obligation to appoint a Supreme Court justice over a year out of an election because he could, because he could, because he had the numbers in the Senate. And then I saw the same Mitch McConnell four years later while Ruth Bader's body was still warm, while voting had already begun in the 2020 election, appoint Amy Coney Barrett in record time. I see all these things. And then I hear Democrats talking to me about, let's do this bipartisan thing. Let's do this because it's the right thing. Let's draw fair maps. Let's appoint Republican justices when the other side's in charge. And I just think, what, what, what are you seeing? What are you seeing, Democrats? Because clearly you're seeing something different than I'm seeing. Because there's one game and there's two sets of rules. And right now you're following a different set of rules. And that's the pod for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry that was very dark. I'll definitely uh, come up with something a little bit brighter for tomorrow's pod. Thanks so much. Have a great day.